Waging war on corruption. Alex Jones on the GCM Radio Network. Big Brother. Mainstream media. Government cover-ups. You want answers? Well, so does he. He's Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. And now, live from Austin, Texas, Alex Jones. For the next hour, we're joined by Alan Watt from Canada, cutting to the Matrix.com. Then we have in studio Bob Dacey to cover the important news of the day, the carbon taxes, the controlled corporate press, and Obama's betrayals. And then joining us from Hawaii via video uplink cam, live at PrisonPlanet.tv. We're going live in one hour. The last two hours uh, will be Mike Rivero. But uh, right now, let's go to Alan Watt. Alan Watt, good to have you here with us today. It's a pleasure to be back, Alex. Oh, and for listeners that don't know, we have an Australian film crew arriving in about an hour. And uh, this morning uh, and uh, throughout the last hour, we have the Independent Film Channel here with us, uh, visiting in studio. So uh, it is going to be quite the circus here, especially when the Australian crew shows up. That should be good for your cameras because you're just documenting what we do here. Uh, so quite an audience uh, for us here today, Alan. Alan, I want to get into the current operations of the globalists, their social engineering. Uh, they are now in hundreds and hundreds of publications announcing that world government's real. They kept it secret for our own good, like the Financial Times of London headline, and now for world government. Time magazine with the headline, The New World Order, saying that the U.S. will be ruled by a new bank of the world and that they will, quote, knock nations' heads, including the United States. They say the U.S. is bad and caused everything when we've just been used to back it up. Uh, and that uh, this new bank will pay carbon taxes, and they're now announcing carbon taxes over every facet. So, A... They are expanding their announcements of this while simultaneously the FBI files say you're an extremist if you talk about a new world order. So how does that double think work? Why are they announcing all of this? And what will life be like under carbon taxes over what you eat, what you do, your home, bureaucrats? Uh, they're now announcing that they will have a million-man domestic army. The Pentagon has signed the order outside Congress and is setting that up. Let's uh, go over that uh, first with you today. Well, there's no doubt about it. Um this is planned a long time ago. We've gone through different stages towards this big agenda. And especially after World War II and during World War II, many top politicians in the U.S. and Britain published lots of books talking about this uh, brave new world scenario they, they were bringing in. And they were going to bring it in. There was no doubt about it. It was a matter of fooling the public, basically, and not scaring them too much and implementing it gradually. Uh, they'd already done their studies and realized the public would not suddenly go into a new world order and a global society with loss of sovereignty unless they did it incrementally. And we find that uh, Maynard Keynes and others who helped set up the financial system said this was part one of a system. The part two would come in with a global society, a world government, and uh, universal taxes towards this government. So part two is, is happening right now on schedule, in fact. Uh, Keynes wrote about this part too. He said, I won't see it in my lifetime. He said, but, but towards the millennium and, and the beginning of the next millennium, he says it will be implemented then. That's what's happening right now. And we're simply living through a script. Now, the carbon taxes were talked about years ago. They didn't call it carbon taxes. They, they were trying to get a global tax for the United Nations to bring it up to strength. And they tossed different ideas around. 
and then they, they grabbed on the Club of Rome's idea of global warming as an enemy and said they could use carbon taxes. So we literally, literally are, are going through a script that was made before we were even born. That's but this is, the, this is the emerging of the New World Order, which lets us know we're going into the final total takeover phase because at the end, they always said that they would have to finally admit it all and unveil it. And this is a great danger point for the globalists because they've denied it for decades. Now they've had to unveil it like a new ship they built behind curtains. They're now launching it into the sea, and we need to reach out to the public and explain to them this is a tyrannical world government, uh, not you know the loving little Star Trek global mm -hmm. government uh, that people uh, advertise. So let's come back and go over that. Club of Rome, CFR, and others said it needs to be an outside crisis to unify man around global taxes and that man will really be the enemy so the state can wage war against mankind to carry out their eugenics program of forced inoculation and extermination. Alan Watts, stay with us. The Genesis Communications Radio Network proudly presents The Alex Jones Show, because there's a war on for your mind. We normally go live at PrisonPlanet.tv during the third and fourth hour, but some days we do the whole show, simulcasting not just on radio, but on the Internet streams at PrisonPlanet.tv. And I decided, why not go live with Alan Watt at PrisonPlanet.tv as well? So we just now went live. Alan, covering the globalist master plan to use carbon taxes to control and micromanage and tax every facet of life, our diets, what we do, inspectors in our homes, uh, taxing beef, chicken, uh, when it's grown, when it's uh, raised, and, and then on your table. That's all being announced. They would deny this. You know, Now they're announcing their world government. Break down uh, what you were covering earlier in the last segment in more detail, and then let's get into, with your deep research of the globalist own research and documents, which I can vouch for. I've researched it all as well, but you've, you've intently researched it with your perspective. Where this is going and what we're going to see in the next few years, the time frame of the rollout. But recap in more detail what you were just covering in the last segment. Yes, this is a script we're going through, a script that was written a long time ago, uh, basically drawn up by the big foundations that bypassed democracy or any idea of democracy, and the ones who funded the NGOs and all the think tanks that they own and run. These think tanks are the ones that advise all governments on policy. And so when you look at them all, it's one, it's the same policy. It's one policy out of a whole bunch of think tanks that are all interconnected with the one globalist agenda. And all of these foundations and the Rockefellers and etc., they're all to do with eugenics, that they were always set up to do with eugenics, creating a new type of society, a reduced society, and, and actually going into the womb. I read something the other night from Tony Blair, an interview that he gave to a newspaper, on the fact that they're going to go into the womb and remove those genes, basically, uh, that would cause someone to be uh, violent or, or an extremist when they grew up. This is and for those that don't know, in my, film, in my film Endgame, we have the mainstream news articles out of England where two-year-olds are put on probation with the police because of the, quote, genes of their parents. If their parents or grandparents ever committed a crime, they are now criminals at age two, and they've talked about uh, in Oregon years ago drugging babies in the womb if their parents are poor and show that they could uh, be mentally ill. I'm not kidding. That's Prozac right. in the womb. Please continue. Yes, and it's, it's more than just that. It's also 
something that was discussed over a hundred years ago at world meetings, and and that was the necessity to identify those who could have leadership qualities down the road and go against their agenda and and get the public to follow them. That's also part of this big screening process. They've done the same thing with the drugging of children, mainly young males in school, with pro, with the different drugs they give them, Ritalin, etc. Uh, this is to these guys are, are generally very inquisitive. They ask lots of questions. Their diagnosis being hyper because they ask questions, or they're not happy with the answers they get, and they generally have leadership abilities. So the agenda has never ever faltered from. Uh, how it was set down a hundred years ago. They're, they're right on track with this, and they're doing it. They're implementing it, and they hope to bring in a society, at which I think is here now, to be honest with you, which, which will accept the changes over the next, up to the year 2050. That's their big target date for drastic population reduction. It's in all the big think tanks' papers. It's in the military think tanks' papers as well for Britain and the U.S., and they say they've got a drastic reduction after the year 2050. The world they're bringing to will also be a vegetarian world. That's on the cards. They say that the raising of, of livestock is just too labor-intensive and cost-intensive with carbon, etc. So they're going to eliminate meat for the masses, and you'll be left with the GMO foods. But population reduction is a big, big part of this, and eventually they hope to bring themselves through at the top uh, these wise ones, the ones that think that they're superior and believe it so, uh, with uh, a technocratic and scientific elite uh, coming through with them and just a few servants to, to basically supply their needs at the bottom. So this is the whole, this is their big agenda for their brave new world. And unfortunately, uh, they're well on their way today, that they're well on their way. There's, there's very little public opposition um, when you take the, the, the vast amounts of people in the world today, there's very few people who really care. Uh, they have had work done on their minds since birth. They've had total indoctrination through the international educational system along the same path of sit back and enjoy yourself and don't complain about anything. We're and talking about neo-feudalism in the globalist own words. Speak about the final revolution, the scientific elite integrated with the central banks, as David Rockefeller said in the quote I read earlier, mm -hmm. uh, ruling over humanity, dumbing us down, domesticating us, fattening yep. us up so we'd be weak so that they could then get rid of our instinct for survival to yep. then have an organized, soft-kill operation. So let's get into the new man and getting rid of the old man, how from their own documents they plan to incrementally, through one-child policies, GMO foods, force inoculations, reduce the world population by 80 to 90 percent. Yes. It's even more insidious. They, they have done experiments. Uh, Arthur Kessler, who worked for MI5 and MI6 during the war, um, was also attached to think tanks in New York uh, and, and experimental scientific laboratories for the United Nations, and he said that they'd already done um, experiments on lobotomizing that part of your brain which uh, makes you you, uniquely you. He called it the ghost in the machine. And uh, he said there's different techniques. One of them was, was a delivery of chemicals to the brain via inoculation. It was very successful. And he also said, too, you won't need your survival capabilities because, again, the state will be making all your decisions for you. And Bertrand was, Russell said the same thing. He said through mm -hmm. diet, uh, education, and uh, other forms of brainwashing mm -hmm. that 
and through injecting people that humanity being able to rebel against their extermination would be as futile as sheep forming yeah. a rebellion against the practice of eating mutton. Yeah, that's right. So, so Russell and uh, Kessler, all of these guys, and Russell and Kessler, by the way, both work for MI5. That's, that's in the open now. It's now declassified. It's declassified. So, uh, and again, you have the Huxleys as well who wrote about this in, in the 30s. Uh, Julian Huxley ended up running UNESCO, and he was quite op open about the agenda of international education, which would in reality be an incredible scientific indoctrination, which would dumb the people down till they would accept anything. And they all were on track with uh, the, the vast reduction of the population. And again, this brave new world where only the fittest would come through. They're all Darwinists, basically, and they do believe they're more evolved than the rest of the general public. Absolutely. You know, when I've talked to globalists and uh, you know, people in the elite and their fellow travelers, they say, Alex, you're aware of all this. That means you should be one of us. Look, the slaves don't care. Notice how you tell them. And they, you know, they don't care if we're putting fluoride in the water. They don't care if we're injecting them with mercury. They don't deserve to go into the future. And it's a very sick mindset because they take the general public and dumb it down even further. Uh, you know, they advertise eugenics as positive eugenics advancing the elite and negative eugenics, uh, you know, calling out, uh, the, the, the inferiors. But in reality, when you read deeper into eugenics, it's really about, as you said, suppressing the best in humanity, uh, that isn't evil. You know, they want the best yeah. of humanity that is evil, you know, that has their cold-blooded worldview. They're threatened by those on the light side who are intelligent and can go through and defeat all this propaganda mentally and make it through. Uh, they want to neutralize and actually dumb down the mass. It is the ultimate crime. It's a crime, but the, see, they also run on these odd theories that, that become their realities. They, they force these realities upon the public. And we find out that the, in the U.S. and in uh, Britain, for instance, and most countries in the West, uh, they implemented a policy from a philosopher, Isaiah Berlin, in Oxford University, who talked about negative freedom and positive freedom. And he said, we're running the world right now on negative freedom, where the people are basically kept dumb, stupid, and happy. But there's very little interference from the state. And when Tony Blair was in, uh, he wrote to this, this, this mentor, and he asked, is it possible to combine uh, that type of freedom with positive freedom? Positive freedom is where you get the whole world or all of society working like the Soviets towards some great new dawn, uh, working together. And he wanted to combine the two of them. And he asked this mentor if it was possible to do so. So it's astonishing to realize the... They dumb us all down. They keep us dumb and stupid. Stupid. They give us the worst education uh, in a long, long time and until we don't have no reasoning abilities for ourselves. They give us all the inoculations, which do affect the brain. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. They target the brain. And, and then they blame us for being dumb and stupid. Uh, this, is, uh, this is, again, a psychopathic outlook on, on the world. That's how a psychopathic would see it. He blames his victim for, for the state they're in. Absolutely. So you have this tiny, maybe one out of 500 people that's an actual psychopath, about one out of 100 that's a sociopath in the studies, and they create these guilds and then have their own pseudo-humanist 
religion that rationalizes the horrible things they do. And then for the general public, they tell them they're doing this for their own good, but in uh, private and in their own white papers, they chortle with glee. Uh, it's the ultimate control freak's uh, power trip. It is. It's, I always liken it to a farmer uh, breaking the legs on, on his cow and then kicking the cow because it can't get up. Because that's what they've done to society. They've crippled the reasoning abilities of the general public, and they blame society for it happening. Very, very sick people. But that's a replay of feudalism. I've read 500, 600-year-old uh, you know, communiques between French and British royalty who were cousins, and we've got to have a new war. You know, Our people are getting uppity. Oh, we need to keep them down this way. Uh, you need to rape their women so they don't have any family lines because that psychologically breaks them. You need to keep them at starvation level to control them. And that's what feudalism was, not allowing to hunt, not allowing to have firewood, having to give most of what they produced to the elites. The, the, the elites would be a foot and a half taller. They called the slaves the little people, and they enjoyed the fact that they were starving and had snot running down their faces as they rode by in their finery. And, and in, in Japan, they had the same system. This is what slave masters do. Do. They hate us doing well. They hate us being beautiful. They hate our ideas. They hate the fact that it's the hybrid individual system uh, that is actually more dynamic than them and that rises from the general mass. He's the T-Rex of political talk. Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. Alan, I'd like you to specifically get into who Barack Obama is, the betrayals we've already witnessed, and how he was perfectly packaged, you know, from your own perspective. Because, you know, they build up all this hatred of Bush, who certainly deserved it, but he's still just a front for the globalists. All of our energies are put into, you know, him instead of what the elites are actually doing behind the scenes. So they use him as a shield. Then all that hatred of Bush is transferred into love of Obama as they advertise him as president of the world. I mean... And then out of the gates, he's betraying everything he said he'd do, but his zombie-like followers, who aren't even bad people, uh, they're just you know so uh, committed and signed on to him that they're now making excuses for all of the betrayals. Can you speak to Barack Obama? Yeah, it's just the old puppets. It's a new puppet and a new puppet show for the public uh, because the, the last puppet uh, show was becoming disgusting. We always get disgusted. With politicians, that's what they say about democracy. You don't vote new people in, you vote the, the last bunch out. You're so sick of them. And they're putting in this, this man because we've seen so much corruption over the years that politics and politicians were, were losing their, their, their favor in the eyes of the public. We're losing all respect for them. In fact, that's why they came in with the idea of terrorism. They gave government a new command over the public. That was the main idea behind it. A new myth for the age of terrorism. But Barack Obama is just another one of their boys. You can see all of his connections, the CFR and so on. He's committed to their agenda. He's given many speeches at the CFR. You can actually find them on the web. And he's all gung-ho for this whole New World Order idea. Now he's just sent off another, he's sent off another 75,000 troops to, to Afghanistan or something. I mean, he's going right along with it. And he's got Brzezinski backing him up as well with his policies. The very man who helped uh, start off the war uh, between the Afghanis and Russia is now uh, keeping it going. Uh, and that's what's so arrogant about it is that Obama, even more than Bush, will go on Stephanopoulos' show, other shows, on every issue, on NAFTA, on GATT, on torture, on secret arrest, uh, on expanding the war. And he, he'll just say, oh, that was just campaign rhetoric. 
and they go, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's just I, I lied to you. You yeah. know, it's no big deal. That's that's right. It's the same old stuff. And I think those of us who get a bit older have seen so much of this our whole lives long. We take no interest in them at all. They're born liars. That's why they're picked there and put there. Um, I don't think you find ordinary people trying to get into politics. You certainly won't find them getting up there in politics because uh, the psychopathic types gravitate towards politics. They like the power. They're natural liars. They're, they're at home amongst other psychopaths. And so that's the only type, unfortunately, that seems to get in there. But they're not the bosses, as we know. Uh, we know that uh, it's the big foundations with their advising think tanks that are the policy makers. The politicians really are just are nothing more than front men. Absolutely. Let's get into the next 10 years. Uh, is the program behind? Is it on schedule? What will we see unfold in the next year, the next two years, the next five, the next seven, the, you know, on into yes. 10, if they're continuing uh, with their program successfully? Well, I know that Brzezinski and Kissinger both said the same things, that the United States now must take the back seat uh, as a policeman of the world. They'll gradually submerge into this new world order. They will lose all their favored status, meaning their power and sovereignty, as they submerge themselves into the system. Uh, We also know, too, that the second part of the Bretton Woods Agreement is coming into force, uh, the very part that uh, Maynard Keynes talked about, where they're bringing in a world of service now, Government is, is, is in bed, really, with the bankers. Uh, government now has a say in your personal bank account. They'll use money and your bank account as a weapon against you to make you go along with, with all the new protocols and dictates as to what you'll eat, what you'll buy. Uh, maybe you're buying too much uh, carbon-emitting uh, stuff, etc. So money is to be used as a weapon against every single person on the, in the world. Well, take Finland. Will, take yeah. Finland. I mean, as you know, over a decade ago, all your bank accounts are controlled by the government. When you get a ticket or a fine, they just take it out of your account. It's yeah. taken out of your account according to how much money you have. So it's class warfare society. The government admits they listen to all cell phone calls. The Finns have been conditioned to accept that. Everything's tracked. Everything's controlled. They euthanize the old. They, uh, you know... Uh, abortion on demand, uh, one-child policy basically being brought in, and now we're hearing them hype that here as well. So this is a hellish society of micromanagement. Yes, and it is global. Again, the UN was set up as the front for this organization. Uh, once again, the same foundations and Rockefellers and so on, Ford Carnegie, were the ones who who've started set up the United Nations and funded it into existence. Uh, they're the real bosses here, and what's astonishing is to find uh, old Rockefeller in 94 still going around the world uh, giving talks to, to globalist uh, societies and meetings about the depopulation of the planet being of, of, of utmost urgency. He's never changed his tune his whole life. He's, he's as adamant now as he was when he was 18. And that's official State Department policy under State Department Memorandum 200 by Henry Kissinger and the classified CIA version of that. The extermination of the world population is the goal. World government is only the means to the end. We'll be right back. We're on the march. The empire's on the run. Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. Alright, we're back 
Live, folks. Thank you for joining us. Let's go right back to Alan Watt. Alan, I want to go to some phone calls. They'll be all over the map, but that's fine. You can speak to uh, all major issues. The toll-free number to join us is 1-800-259-9231, 1-800-259-9231, and we will get you up and on the air. In fact, just give me a new fresh list, John, because I know folks have been holding a while. Uh, continuing with how they're going to phase this in, I, I want listeners and viewers out there, we are simulcasting right now at PrisonPlanet.tv, to understand something. We're not joking about any of this. Remember, I've been on air more than 13 years now, just going off government documents and their own statements. Just two years ago, I would have globalists on this show like Mr. Rothschild, and he would say, well, there's no plan for a global tax, and laugh when I have the congressional hearings with his own group pushing for it. You know, they said they weren't building a world government. We had all their own documents. Judicial Watch was suing at the SPP documents, and they'd say, we got to keep it secret from the public. It's a new world order. We're going to take their liberties through phony environmentalism and the threat of phony terrorism. It's declassified. The U.S., the British, and others have staged hundreds of terror attacks on record. So, of course, we look at 9-11 and then go through the evidence that it was an inside job. It's time to stop being childlike. And I know this stuff's so scary that a lot of people want to rationalize or make excuses and say it isn't real because it's just too painful for them to imagine. But when the official Army training manual for all Army captains uh, in special operations teaches them how to stage terror attacks and false flags, I mean, we have to live in the real world here. We have to you know, face the evidence and they are engaging in eugenics. They are pushing one-child policies now in the West, saying that they're going to tax your carbon footprint having more than one child. This is unfolding. Uh, Alan, there is a mass awakening happening. So I, I see a lot of positive things happening, and I know the globalists aren't invincible. No matter how sophisticated their propaganda is, being aware of it is the battle. Forty-plus billion dollars the Pentagon's going to use in the U.S. and worldwide to fix their image. And then you watch HBO and its PR pieces for the military. You, there's military pamphlets everywhere. It's all over the, the news. Isn't that a sign of being in a police state? I mean, we are so propagandized with the fake news and the fake reporters and all of the news packaging that Congress admits is going on, and it's only intensifying. Can't that propaganda backfire on the establishment? Uh, or because they're just immersing the population from every angle with it, will it be effective? It's been effective so far. As I say, um, when you go into, uh, there's a good video up there by a, a guy who does a lot of work for the BBC, Adam Curtis, it's called The Power of Nightmares. And he goes in to the psychology behind setting up a world of terrorism and how politicians needed this. Uh, because they were losing all respect from the general public. They were so corrupt uh, that they needed this new authority, and the authority is, we're here to protect you, and they created a myth of terrorism worldwide. Of course, this myth was to be expanded to include anyone who was politically incorrect on many topics, various topics. That's what's happening today. It's a tool. It's a tool, and terror is being used on the general public by the politicians and the governments. They're chasing uh, shadows looking for terrorism everywhere, and Adam Curtis did an excellent job of exposing this using documents that they had stored in the BBC archives. 
to show you the whole thing was a farce from the beginning to end. But it's unnecessary. See, this comes back down to the neoconservatives who dreamed up the policy taken from Leo Strauss, who taught Wolfowitz and others uh, the fact that they need, they need a myth for every age to get their agenda through. And they created the myth of terrorism everywhere. It's, a, it's an exaggeration of the old reds under the bed scare. It's much worse than that. And now they're expanding terrorism to include anyone who speaks out, in fact. Uh, so this is the technique that they must use now until they finish this whole agenda. And they even have environmental terrorism now. If you don't put your, your garbage in the right boxes, etc., etc., it all comes under terrorism. So um, this is the noble lie that they're using to bring this whole agenda forward. They must create a state of fear, and when the public get into a state of panic and stampede, as long as they are heading off the cattle at the, the head of the herd, they can guide us into this new world order. That's their whole theory. That's what it's based upon. And um, the, the public have got to stop being afraid, and they've got to stop obeying ridiculous laws that are thrown at them, because we know where it's to go. It's to go into an Orwellian world where you'll, you'll need to believe and, and speak double, speak all the time to survive. They've got cameras up where you, any, any little uh, expression that they deem might be anger or, or you're being upset means they have to get into you and intervene right away by drugging you or whatever is necessary. This is the world they're bringing in. Total control. It's a hellish control where you have no freedom for to do anything whatsoever except that which is authorized by the top. That was the next. That was the next issue I was going to bring up, the whole control grid. They admit that in, in England and the United States, the two major beta test centers, Australia as well, the Anglo-American system, New Zealand, Canada, it's admitted that first they trained you how to go through a checkpoint and be searched, put your stuff through a metal detector. Then they begin asking you questions. Then you take your shoes off, an act of submission. Then you can't bring liquids in or toothpaste, another act of submission. You're going to hold your pants up. <laughs> exactly. Show your body. Women have to drink the milk they've pumped for their baby. Uh, next, they are putting in at 200 airports in the U.S. these body scanners that scan your 360 biometric signature so their cameras can now track and trace you. Another act of submission, they admit it's the naked image of your body scanned onto their hard drives. Uh, they now admit they're doing that, and then now they're talking about putting metal detectors in shopping malls. In the schools, it's already happening. Thumb scanning to buy and sell, cash being phased out by major airlines and businesses. All Pavlovian dog training, in their own words, to train us to submit. And now suddenly, if you had an anti-Bush sticker, they would pull you over and take you to jail or ticket you or put you in a terror database. In England, they started that. It happened to me when I was over there videotaping just on the street. Now it's illegal in England to videotape anything, an act of terrorism. The police decide that if somebody can even find it on the web and use it, that way you can't videotape them brutalizing people. I mean, it's all coming into play now. Yes, it is. And uh, once again, it, it falls in with it. You see, there's actually handbooks on terrorism, how to implement it. And Russell, Bertrand Russell, had studied this technique, and he said we must create a, a condition of apathy. And as you say, by, uh, by, by ridiculing people, uh, taking away their basic, um, uh, making them, dehumiliating the public, in other words, is the greatest form of creating apathy. They feel helpless, just like the prison. In fact, you get a prisoner of war syndrome. Even though you're not behind bars, you're walking in the general, within the general public, you get a syndrome. 
that you, you get in prison camps where you feel apathetic and jaded and helpless. Helplessness is essential to control if you're using techniques of terrorism. Well, the Marines brag about that when they dominate a population. They want to teach them learn helplessness. Mm -hmm. And they did studies where they have the puppy's dog dish or the rat's dish, and every time they go over to eat, they shock it, and then it just learns to fall in the corner. And that's the psych warfare system hitting us with all these threats and the dual uh, pincer attack. Uh, as the Club of Rome wrote in 91 and republished last year in the Council on Foreign Relations with their chairman, Richard N. Haas, who wrote it back in the early 90s, that they will use the pincer of false environmentalism to teach us we're bad and that we're the enemy and the state's going to deal with us because we're bad for the earth, and the other pincer of fake terrorism with those two pincers, the left is into the environment pincer, the right is into the law and order pincer, with those pincers, they've got us. Yes. And what it's doing across the world right now was another uh, idea that dreamed up. It was called, and they actually have a group in the United States who are well funded to do so. And it's called, it's called um, revolutionary democracy, where they go across the world forcing countries uh, by for, by literally bombing them into ex uh, out of existence if necessary to accept this new idea of democracy. So they're standardizing the entire planet uh, according to this agenda. And anyone who won't go along with it is simply to be obliterated. And that's what they're doing in the Middle East right now and in Afghanistan, too. Absolutely. I want to go to some phone calls, Alan, but there's a lot of other things going on in the world today. Um, you know, the bad news is it's very serious what's happening. The good news is we don't have a choice. Uh, we have to resist this. We have to say no to this system. I mean, are you not pleasantly pleased because I know I'm certainly seeing an explosive awakening. This information you and I and others are putting out is the hottest info out there right now. And it's not some fad. It's reality. It's people yeah. rediscovering reality and learning they're being bombarded by propaganda at every angle. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic as dark as things are because I also know people in the elite structure themselves mm -hmm. uh, are becoming upset with what's happening and seeing their plan come to fruition. A lot of them are two or three generation and, uh, you know, uh, it's it's alerting to them to want to come over to the light side. Uh, it's very lonely for them, and some of them aren't psychopaths. They've been brought along through the system and tried to be you know, trained and conditioned to enjoy predatory action against their own species. But uh, I see rebellion and resistance in every quarter. Yes, and it will have to increase and, and escalate as well. And there will be martyrs. There's always martyrs, and you need martyrs as well to get the public on board. And that will grow and grow, and that's what they're terrified of, in fact, or, uh, is the creation of, of martyrs. Uh, that's the greatest way to get the public uh, turning against the tyrants in all ages. So they're very, very careful at the that's moment. That's why the feds bomb themselves on, in Oklahoma City and bomb themselves on 9-11, uh, because they get to become the martyrs. Oh, that's we've been, correct. oh, yeah. oh, we've got to have men in black uniforms searching you and beating your brains out and tasering you because Al-Qaeda will get you. But suddenly they flipped it and said, there's white Al-Qaeda, there's black Al-Qeda, and North Coms for the American people. They, you know, they're training police, there's terrorists everywhere. It's the troops that are coming home. Yes, and they're also saying that anyone, literally, who is politically incorrect on any topic that they mandate is holy today is therefore also a terrorism. Terrorist has been expanded to include everyone who is against any part of the agenda. I had a top lawyer on just a few weeks ago who was quoted in the L.A. Times, and, you know, this big risk management lawyer out of New York, and he, he admitted my analysis of Section 802 was accurate in the Patriot Act. He said talking to an officer, just responding 
or asking a question is an act of terrorism under the Patriot Act and is being used in thousands of cases per state per year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And right now, too, they're passing all these various omnibus bills and they're 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 pages long. No one reads them. And all of these laws get put into action and then we're all bewildered where they all came from and why no politician ever uh, debated them. I mean, I don't even know what the politicians are there for because like trained seals to clap their, their fins when the big man speaks at the top because they certainly don't do anything for the public. Because again, arr, 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 yeah. arr, 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 That's it, yeah. Yep, they, they clap for the boss man, and the boss man, it's like when Bush said to them, don't read this Patriot Act bill because you'll be, it, it'd be unpatriotic to do so. Well, notice Obama answer. said that he was going to stop uh, bills not being read and would pressure Congress to give five days for it to be read. Then he was instrumental in the first bailout as a senator, not having it read, saying we have to have it or it'll be a depression right. on Monday morning. <laughs> and then when they passed it, it wasn't what they said it was. And, and then now, this week, last week, uh, with the uh, federalization bill, really the st called the stimulus package, he said mm -hmm. it's got to be passed. No one can read it. They weren't allowed to read it. It passed. And he said, I'm going on vacation for four days. I'll sign it later. Talk about gangster. You know, saying we, I mean, just like, ah, yeah, you idiots, you didn't get a chance to read it now, you took my bait. Mm-hmm, I know. And once again, the public are overruled and everything, there's, there's no input, there's, there's no inquiry, uh, there's no, I don't think the machinery to even set up an inquiry is there as to why they keep passing these bills without reading them. Uh, but they've snuck in so much into the last omnibus bill that they put through, including the, the tracking and tracing of everybody in the U.S., Psychological uh, records for gun control, yeah. Psychological and, and also to do with your health records and your DNA and everything else and your. And then notice, DNA. notice in Canada and in Austin, Texas, and all over there, suddenly announcing all over the world on the same day. Oh, we've been finding people not guilty who were in prison because of DNA, and the police chiefs come out and say, we need to take everybody's DNA every time they're given a misdemeanor because it'll save people. They don't tell you police have been caught thousands of times using DNA samples to plant them on people. Yes, yes. That's the easiest thing to do. Corruption is all... You see, deception is the way that governments have always operated. It's always by deception. There's nothing they, can, they will tell you that you can take as truth. Unfortunately, but that's the way it really is. That's the hard reality of life. It's uh, they're born liars. Hey, why do you think the Austin police chief's trying to cozy up to us while he's pushing all of this? Hmm. I, I don't know what his particular bent will be, but I think um, it might end up like O'Brien when the I, I'm in the prison cell and the door opens and he walks in and I go, "They got you too," and he goes, "Yeah, they got me a long time ago." That's right. <laughs> that's right. And, and they do. Uh, these people do belong, unfortunately, to associations, and uh, again, there's all the brotherhood methods, etc. They're all fraternity members, and they do stand up for each other. They do know how to keep secrets because it, it helps them on their career. So we have a lot of this corruption, too, to be... Uh, you cannot have a free society when you have fraternities or foundations with their own secret mandates. No, you can't. They always overthrow the society. Let's go to the calls here uh, for Ellen Watt. Cut into the matrix.com. Robin in Ohio, you're on the air. Hello? Yes, Robin. Hey, how you doing, Alex? It's uh, nice to talk to you. Hey, you guys are all across the board, and uh, I'm totally with you. Um, it, it's just amazing, Alex. I, uh, I sent you a gift, a T-shirt. 
with my license plate, World Trade Center 7 on it. But uh, I push you every day, push your documentaries. I do everything. I engage people every day. And uh, you're, you're a real strong inspiration. But I wanted to share one thing, and I'll get off the horn. Um, Gulf War Illness is Real. It's a November 18th article from uh, McClatchy. Um, a lot of us already knew about the pyrobromide stigmide tablets that we had to take when we were over in Iraq. But never realized they sprayed us with pesticides. Yeah, that's right. They sprayed a cyanide-based pesticide in the tanks and in the barracks, knowing what it would do. See, the globalists in their own documents, and Alan can speak to this, don't like the military. And so after they're done using you, that they're going to psychologically not let them own guns. That's now being announced, phasing that in. Uh, they give the inoculations that are soft kill that are designed to kill the troops within 20 to 25 years. Uh, they have them around the DU, which their own admissions say is, is going to kill anybody that breathes it, uh, just from the particulate size and poison level uh, alone. And so absolutely, uh, they're now admitting they're going to take the pensions of World War II, Korean War, and Vietnam vets. Uh, and so trashing the troops. They also blew up the Camasilla chemical weapons dump. And, uh, you know, the troops have nerve damage from that. And a bioweapon was released. We're not sure who by who. The Mycoplasm Incognitus, those little mycoplasms that live inside bacteria. And they were carrying a uh, HIV-like autoimmune system. MD Anderson confirmed this uh, within them. Strangely enough, my dad, when he was at UT and advanced uh, programs, they were teaching him then about mycoplasms as bioweapons. Stay with us. Statistics: Gulf War One vets are hundreds of times more likely to die of cancer and all sorts of other horrible ailments. Um, for over a decade, major universities and scientific institutions have done autopsies on them. The Marines, the Army forces will shrivel up. They'll be in wheelchairs and they'll tell them, you're not sick, here's Prozac, you're mentally ill. Then they put them on databases so they can't buy firearms, even though there's no law to do that. They just go to do the instant check and can't get them. And then they die. They go in coffins. They go in the ground. Mission accomplished. Get rid of the troops after you've used them. And uh, just like the police and military and the rescue workers on 9-11, their lungs full of asbestos. Uh, major you know, institutions did the CAT scans. It's there. They're dying. I mean, I've interviewed these policing people, and you'll try to call them a month later, and they're dead. And we'll have them on. People that are in Truth Rising, a bunch of them that you see at that press conference at the Capitol trying to get funding, they're dead. Government says, hey, there was no dust, not bad for you. You're not going to get treatment. Um, this is done scientifically, isn't it, Alan? Yes, because after the Vietnam War, in fact, during it, uh, the government did surveys into the aftermath of the war, especially with the, with the protests back home. They were afraid that, that young people who are very fit, well-trained in military strategy could get formed within civilian life, within civilian street, and, and uh, be a, a force to be reckoned with against government or government policy. So they, 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 they come up with the idea the best way to do it is to use them when in the military but cripple them at the same time so they're useless when they come out. Uh, someone who's got chronic fatigue 
or various other illnesses is unlikely to join a group and be any threat to the government. Yeah, MD uh, Anderson and, and others would go into their brain stems and there'd be chemical weapon in there, or they'd go into their joints and be filled with microplasms. Yeah. And there's even the patent for the bioweapon. Yes, and I've talked to some of the troops who came back too who were told to take certain pills every day. They were, they were not told what they were. And uh, the, the sergeants would actually inspect their mouths to make sure they swallowed them. So there's a lot of experimentation going on as well uh, within the military. They don't even know what pills they're taking or what they're for. It's experiments for sure. And now we have evidence they're giving the police the soft kill weapons. Uh, don't laugh, police. You better investigate this if you care about your own life. Uh, does that uh, go along the lines of what you were bringing up, Robin, with what happened to you in the Gulf War? Well, yes, sir. Actually, what happened to uh, myself, my... My platoon leader's wife worked at uh, the hospital in Clarksville, Tennessee, home of the 101st Airborne Division, and uh, over a sat phone, she called him and said, whatever you do, do not take those because they're, they're, they've never been approved by the FDA at that point, and the only military in the world that actually took those was the Israeli military. And so I pretty much ceased and desisted after five uh, five tablets. So I, I was done. So, But the Camasilla thing, the 101st Airborne, uh, it was a guy in my squad that called the entire division, Michael Williams, Brooklyn, New York, uh, to mop level four because his M8 detector went off. And then 14 minutes later they said, uh, stand down. And That's right, they blew up the chemical weapons dump and then told people, stand down, take your mask off. Yes, sir. That that actually occurred, and uh, I had a conversation with David Von Kleist of thepowerhour.com, and he said, you know, what was odd, Robin, is that uh, 14,000 detectors, according to the Army Times, uh, just malfunctioned that That's day. right. The Army Times reported 14,000 detectors malfunctioned, nerve gas hit them, and a nice soft kill. A lot of them are dead or in wheelchairs. Sorry to hear that happen to you. Take care. Appreciate you. Just remember who did it to you, the New World Order eugenicist. Alan Watt, do five more minutes with us and take some final calls. Then Bob Dacey in studio. Waging war on corruption. Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. Big Brother. Mainstream media. Government cover-ups. You want answers? Well, so does he. He's Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. And now, live from Austin, Texas, Alex Jones. Final segment with Alan Watt, cutting to the matrix.com. Don't forget, you can pre-order the Obama Deception at theobamadeception.net or by linking through at prisonplanet.com and infowars.com on the banners on the main page. The film will ship out coming up on the 15th of March. And uh, he is their front man to carry through their new world order. We need to expose Obama as a treacherous hoax, uh, just a vicious liar. But he himself is a puppet. And so in a way, we should feel sorry for him. We should actually focus on the globalists and what they're doing. Uh, I want to try to get to some more calls, but we're just almost out of time here with Alan Watt. Uh, let's go to Solomon in Connecticut. Solomon, you're on the air. Hey, Alex, uh, I'm just uh, really excited to be on your show right now. Um, I've been trying to get in for like three days, but um, I actually wanted to hit uh, a few points, and I just wanted to talk about double think today. I think that's a big friggin' issue. Uh, 
reason why people don't like want to listen to you when you say the truth. It's a big issue. Um, I used to listen to your show, but then I kind of stopped, and uh, I've just been picking up now that uh, Barack Obama's in office because I know I'm a black man myself, and I know that this is just dangerous. This is dangerous psych warfare on not only the black community, just America and the world in general. So I just wanted to talk about it. Um, I watched three things on television the other day, and I don't watch television that much, so this just stuck out to me. I don't know if you've seen it, but eSurance.com, the insurance company, they have a commercial out uh, talking about Earth Hour. I don't know if you know about that, but they want to, people to turn off all their lights for one hour all around the world. So it's just one of those, you know. Yeah, and it uh, came out that Enron would do that in California, saying there was no power to create the perception of artificial scarcity so that the people would accept higher prices. It's all about training us to have less resources. Alan Watt, can you speak to that? Yes, they want to cut us back drastically from our present power consumption and all energy, in fact. And it goes in with Agenda 21 of the United Nations, where they want us all living in compact cities, really overcrowded cities, and there'll be no uh, private transportation. Uh, they'll have rolling brownouts, they call them. They've had them in Europe. They've tried them out there where they schedule your city or town to be have no electricity maybe once per week, maybe twice per week, and they give you the times they'll be out. So this is all part of this, this so-called conservation tactic. And they the say they've got to have their phony environmental takeover uh, because they want to actually control new energy so they can suppress the really good new clean industries uh, and that no one will suspect them of that because they're, quote, the people that want the clean new in, uh, industries. It's all on record, Alan. It's on record. And Maurice Strong, who has been up at the head of the World Bank and a whole bunch of hats he wears at the U.N., uh, came over to Ontario, Canada in the 80s. He set up the infrastructure to privatize Ontario Hydro, this electric company. And he said at the time that in the future there will be, there'll be very little private electricity use for, for the general people. And he set up the infrastructure to set up big generators to keep uh, plants and factories and offices going. The general population were to, to live at the, the very basic minimum level of power. And that was back in the 80s. And he, of course, is Mr. Rockefeller's frontman. Because if you're feudal serf and, and, and totally poor, that is a mode of control. I mean, Mexico has triple the resources we have, but and they have more billionaires per capita than any nation. That's done by design. This is neo-serfdom and feudalism. I appreciate your call, Solomon. Dale, Matt, Glenn, and others, and Drew, you'll have a chance to talk with myself and Bob Dacey. I want to get you back up for a full two hours in the next few weeks, Alan Watt. Hope folks will go check out your website, cutthroughthematrix.com. We really appreciate your uh, just uh, amazing analysis and your research, and uh, Godspeed. And thanks for having me on, Alex. You bet, folks. Be sure and check out cutthroughthematrix.com.